Friday night at the Tempe Center for the Arts. I know you can do better than that. How are you all doing tonight? That is great. We've got Class Clowns Comedy Showcase tonight featuring your best friends. Before we get started, just a few ground rules. Those slips of paper on your table, if you fill those out, you can win four VIP tickets to a future comedy event at ComedySchools.com. Just put your email on there, and second place, everybody will win Spam for Life. <laughs> spam for Life. Also, the only other thing is that you guys keep your table talk down to a minimum so that everybody may enjoy the show around you and have as much fun as humanly possible. So without further ado, let me bring up the host and the producer of the show, Tony Visage, everybody. Yeah. Tony Visage. And uh, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Tempe Center for the Arts. Are you ready to have a great time? Yeah. Good. Well, we got a bus out front. We're heading to Van Buren. So, um, are we going to get the joke slowly? That's what's going to happen. This is a fantastic show. This is Class Clowns, ladies and gentlemen. By applause, how many of you have been to one of our Class Clown shows before? By applause, let's say. And how many of you are here for the uh, very first time? Good, there's, a, there's an even disbursement of veterans and newbies. Uh, for those of you who have been here before, you know what you're in store for. For you, those of you here for the very first time, let me explain the show to you a little bit. Uh, all these people have worked together for the last few weeks jointly, not with the joints, but um, not with the legal pod that you like so much, but uh, they have worked together to uh, create this show for you. So it may be possible you came out to see a particular individual and uh, they're not on stage, but there's a good chance that the person that you're watching, your friend, family member, coworker, buddy, roommate, husband, wife, significant other, life partner, uh, gay husband, may have helped them uh, write the, uh, the, the jokes that you're seeing. So I want you to enjoy all of them uh, individually. And we have a special guest, a young lady who uh, started out with us, who recently made her fourth appearance on Fox's last TV, Kirsten Albert. So let's hear it for her. She came in from Los Angeles to do this show for us. This is uh, our second to the last show of the year. Uh, next week we have, a, we have a comedic town hall debate, ladies and gentlemen. Men versus women, which is one of the most creative titles I've ever come up with for a show. Men versus women. We sat for hours going, we want to have a show where we got men and we got women, and they're all on stage at the same time, and they all got a particular point of view or perspective. We can't think of a name. And so we paid a, a company $10,000 and they came up with that name for us because we're smart like that. You know, I'm going to say this about you guys, and I mean this. Uh, you're small, but you're also silent, so that's so important <laughs> when you're doing uh, entertainment. Uh, we do shows here uh, about almost every Friday. Like I say, we're taking a couple weeks off for the holidays almost every Friday, and uh, we do workshops here as well. Uh, if you're interested in doing stand-up comedy, and who's not, because all the other jobs suck right now. Um, if you're interested in doing stand-up comedy, we have a free intro workshop this Monday night in this very room. Bob, bring that on up, Bob. This is the, uh, the comedy stool. You can't have a comedy show without a stool. A stool. Notice how uh, just uh, that one little... Bob Rocky, ladies and gentlemen. Bob, uh, uh, there were several stools and uh, Bob sampled them all. So, um, it was this stool. Well, those of you getting the jokes, running around explaining to people who aren't getting the jokes, some of you are already having a good time and some of you going, tell some jokes we can dance to. 
I don't need it. You know what? I don't, what was that, Bob? Was that like a that was like a Phyllis seat laugh? <laughs> that, we should, you know, you should write yourself out as the guy who goes to uh, comedy shows that aren't that good and laughs. I'm out of I'm out of breath. You're out of breath. Yeah. All right. He's out of breath. I'm out of time. Are you ready for the show to start, ladies and gentlemen? It's a fantastic show. Give each and every one of these people a lot of love. You're going to enjoy each and every one of them. How about a warm welcome for our first performer of the evening? And he will be here January 13th, uh, January 15th on the uh, uh, the Mike and Ernie show, which sounds like a sports thing, but it's not. It's a, uh, it's a dick joke festival, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the Mike and Ernie show. From the Mike and Ernie show, it's Ernie Green. So do I have to like tell dick jokes now? No. No? I don't have any, so. My name is Ernie Green and I just came back actually from a funeral. You got a good start to the set, huh? So I came back to the funeral. I had, I had nobody to go with. I told I talked to my buddy, I'm like, hey man, do you mind going with me to this wake? And he goes, Ernie, I just don't know how to behave myself at wakes. And I'm like, you don't know how to behave yourself anywhere. <laughs> you have no problem going out every weekend. And he goes, well, I just don't want to embarrass myself. I'm like, to embarrass yourself? I'm like, dude. You once got drunk and had your stepmom. Yeah. The day she married her father. Yeah. At the ceremony. During the first dance. And you're worried about acting stupid. Okay, here we go. So, when I was at the wake, someone came up to me and was like, um, how are you doing? And I'm like, a person I love in that fucking box over there. How do you think I'm doing? And she goes, you know, if, if uh, she was looking down on us right now, she would um, she would say, what a great day this is. I'm like, if she was looking down on us right now, she'd be like, why the hell that idiot just asked my grandson how he's doing at a fucking funeral? So, yeah, I'm from Buffalo, New York, and a lot of people there aren't that smart. I had a friend of mine, uh, the other day, just got a uh, DUI, picking up his girlfriend from the police station who had gotten a DUI. Yeah. My only hope is that they get a, uh, they have a kid, so they finally have a designated driver. Right, there you go. So, yeah, another friend of mine uh, on Facebook the other day called me a traitor because I moved from Buffalo to Phoenix. Traitor. T R A D E R. Traitor. I'm like, what am I trading? Yeah. 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 Thanks. Right, thanks for. I got, I got this, but thank you though. Uh, I like to get a commentary. You just follow me around. I'm gonna give you my schedule on my show if you can just come out and help me. You guys see the movie American Pie? She's like a person in the background. Culmination. Have you ever seen American Pie? I totally lost you. And watched American Pie because it's a good movie. What the fuck are you just talking about? Oh, traitor, yeah, traitor. T-R-A-T-E-R, traitor, thank you. I'm like, hopefully I, I trade you for a friend with proper grammar. Yeah. I was watching the news back in Buffalo and there was a snowstorm there. And the lady on the TV show, I swear to God, she said this. She goes, if you're homeless, please go to our website and see where you can seek shelter. I'm like, I don't know too many homeless people, but I'm pretty sure three-wheel shopping carts aren't equipped with, equipped with Wi-Fi. Um, yeah. I'm a uh, Buffalo Bills fan. But, yeah, sorry, thank you. Buffalo Bills fan, they're, they're act the worst team in professional sports right now. They're actually... The team with the longest playoff drought in all professional sports, which is surprising because Arizona has sports teams, but um, they're about to enter their 16th year of not being, of not being in the playoffs. Their playoff drought is so old you can legally have sex with it in 30 states. I looked it up today. 30 states. 
And when I was doing my research, including Washington, D.C., when I was doing my research, I found out that the legal age of consent in D.C. is, is 16, which means you do not have, even have to be a legal voting age to be fucked by a politician there. <laughs> uh, are you even awake? <laughs> this guy's finally awake now. There you go. You're high, aren't you? You're stoned? Then what's the matter with you? You don't even have an answer. <laughs> You know what, you're cool, I like you. He's like, I'm not saying anything. You're smart. You must have been arrested before. You're not saying shit. <laughs> like, how are you doing today? Talk to my lawyer! <laughs> so, I'm a big fan of uh, wrestling and the uh, WWE Network, or as I like to call it, Netflix for Virgins. <laughs> I'm, uh, I go to WrestleMania every single year, and this year it's in Dallas, and uh, Dallas is a really, really cool town, unless, of course, you're a uh, president riding around in a convertible. The over 50 crowd got that one. So, I recently bought a new car. When I bought the car, um, I picked it out. The guy said to me, he goes, Ernie, this car is your Huckleberry. I had no idea what Huckleberry meant, so, uh, meant, so I looked it up. Huckleberry means pallbearer. Apparently, I bought the car I'm going to die in, which I don't think is true because, because I did not buy a Chevy. No. <laughs> we got Chevy owners? Let me try it again. Well, I don't think it's true because I did not buy a Ford. Yeah. Hey, here we go. Next, thing, next, next time I was going to survey the, uh, the parking lot, see where the most cars are, and I'll go the other way. Do people think it's close Saturday? I'll just go Saturday next time. So. Yeah. I've been single for a while now. My mom tried to get me to, uh, <laughs> put that way. She tried to get me to join on ChristianMingle.com until she found out you had to pay to be at ChristianMingle.com. She could not believe that you had to, she could not believe that somebody would take the name of Jesus Christ and exploit it for profit. I was like, holy shit, Mom. Next thing you know, they're going to start passing around collection plates at church. Right, my name is Ernie Green. Thank you very much. Yay! Coming up on stage right now, I think. Where are you, Rob? There he is. He's a very close personal friend of mine. Very funny. Give it up for Rob Ellerton. recently asked me, hey, uh, you been working out? And I went, yeah. <laughs> totally. And then when somebody asks you that, you just start just lifting stuff for no reason. You're like, yep, yeah, this does the quadricep. That's a muscle I've heard of. <laughs> just start picking. Not today. Not today. Um, and then, uh, so I've been feeling good all week after that compliment. And, um, I stepped out of the shower this morning and I saw myself in a full-length mirror and I went, oh, he was being sarcastic. <laughs> I have the muscle definition of a toddler. <laughs> my body is so confusing. I'm six foot five, my voice is deep. My face says I was born in 1998, <laughs> which is 12 years after I was born. I'm 26. I don't look 26. It's a blessing and a curse. It's a curse. Um, I was at a bar recently because I'm 26. That's what we do. And uh, I went to the bathroom, number one, because I'm an adult. 
And uh, as I was standing there, I used a stall because there's walls. I don't want to see the guy next to me. He'd probably want to see me, but that's a different reason. It's a little dick joke. Uh, but I noticed there was a toilet plunger on the floor. And a toilet plunger in a bar says a couple things about the bar. One, people have, they're okay with shitting in this establishment. It also says they've had this problem before and they were completely unprepared. I don't know where you were the first time you clogged the toilet, but you weren't like, oh yeah, I'm gonna grab my plunger. You were like, oh shit, the water's getting really high. Have you ever bought a plunger? It's the only thing you buy because the water is rising. Uh, I currently share a bathroom with my roommate and his girlfriend, which means I don't even shit in my house. I live next to a McDonald's and I shit there most days of the week. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but uh, my McDonald's has started charging me $1.25 every time I have to drop a deuce. That's where I'm at in my life. I've got poop money. Uh, it hasn't always been this easy. Um, you work a lot of crap jobs. Um, the worst job I've ever worked, one of them, was uh, I worked in a middle school for three years. And uh, it's not the best. The thing that bothered me the most about working in this middle school, other than the kids, is how they decorate schools. I don't know if you've been in one recently, but they litter the walls with two types of posters. There's, um, well not posters, but they litter it with everything that's ever been made in the art class ever. And I don't know if you've been to, I, I don't know if you know middle schoolers, they're not good at art. <laughs> The other thing they po post on the wall are posters that are supposed to be motivational. Like for example, the school I worked in, they had two posters literally right next to each other. Uh, one of the posters was a zebra and it had its mouth wide open and it looked like it was laughing. So the caption on it said laugh, which I don't think, I don't think that's what you want to promote while fat kids are trying to do the impossible. Build self-esteem. Right next to that, there is a poster of a little girl kneeing a soccer ball, and under that, the caption says, go wild. I don't know if you've ever been to a soccer game, but the most wild thing about the soccer game is the fans in the stands. And I don't respect a sport where the fans are tougher than the players on the field. That's why I don't respect the Oakland Raiders. I actually think the posters would make way more sense if they switched the captions. So the zebra with its mouth wide open, it would say go wild. And that makes sense, it's a wild animal. And the other poster would make sense because it's a woman playing sports. And it says laugh. Uh, I like how I set myself up as like someone you feel bad for and then you're like, oh, he's an asshole. <laughs> So that is my time. Thank you, everyone. Next up, very funny lady, Veronica Gooder.
stand up here and fumble. How's everybody doing? Yeah. I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. My name's Veronica. For those of you that don't know me, I'm a teacher and I went into it for the money. That and uh, I love juicy gossip. How many of you have kids? Yeah, yeah. I know everything about you. I get things like, oh, Miss Godert, my mom and dad are getting a divorce. Oh, dude, I'm so sorry. That is so sad. Hey, wait a minute. Isn't your dad that good-looking lawyer? <laughs> Makes a lot of money. Yeah, you think they're going to work it out? Counseling? Keep me posted. Uh, or you get things like, hey, Miss Godert, my dad had to get glasses today. Okay, all right. Yeah, he was having a hard time seeing the girls on the computer. Whoa. Wow. Wow. And your dad's coming to conference today? <laughs> Just no new meaning. Hope he wears his glasses. And kids tell you like it is, right? Am I right? No, you know, I had a kid one day. He grabs another kid. He runs around, he goes, Miss G, he said something about you. Oh, okay, what'd you say? What did you say? <sighs> Miss G, would you, um, we, would you, would you get mad if I told you you were hot? <laughs> would I get mad if you told me I was hot? <sighs> yeah, and for your punishment, you're going to go into that classroom and write a hundred times, Miss G is hot. <laughs> While you're at it, go over to the good-looking lawyer. Uh-huh. Put it all over his sidewalk. Yeah. And then, when you teach the older kids, they're all up in your business. Oh, Miss Goder, are you sad and lonely because you don't have a boyfriend? Really? Am I sad and lonely because I don't have a boyfriend? I have a boyfriend. My boyfriend takes batteries. Oh, look at these two looking at me, looking at you. You know what I'm talking about. See me after the show. I got some C batteries for you. I graduated. I want a car battery now. Booyah. <laughs> anyway, and I think the question I'm asked most often is, why, why aren't the kids learning? <laughs> That's easy. They're stupid. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I got some teachers out there. Anyway, so apparently, because I've never been married and currently don't have a boyfriend, everyone assumes I'm a lesbian, even my girlfriend. Yeah, awkward, right? But I date, I do. The last guy I dated, well, he dumped me because I was just a little wild in bed. There's no punchline, it's the truth. No punchline, I'm just sharing. Ah, really. But, you know, then I dated this guy, and he was so whiny, he'd get on the phone, and he'd go, hey babe, yeah? Why don't you ever tell me when you orgasm? 
Really? Maybe it's because you're never there. <laughs> and I have friends. They're constantly trying to fix me up. And I don't know, I'm a little old-fashioned. I like going to a bar, pounding down a few, and going home with somebody. It's just so much easier, right? Am I right? Uh, so I'm ADHD. Woo! I'm ADHD. I bet you you couldn't tell, right? Nobody knows. But when I was growing up, it was really, really, really hard because I couldn't concentrate. I couldn't focus. People wouldn't offer me drugs because they thought I was on drugs. Bummer. Um, really. But as I get older, I'm really digging it because I can, I can do the multitasking, you know? You know, you see these people driving, the girls putting the makeup on, eating cereal, the guys shaving. And I tried that, but I got my legs stuck in the steering wheel. Steering wheel. You're lucky I have pants on. I usually flash the whole front row. Anyway, so my friend talked me into going to, have you guys heard about those pedicures where you put your feet in the water and the fish come up and bite the calluses off, right? Well, my friend tried to talk me into going, and I looked online, and they're really expensive. And I thought, well, I found a place, and I hope it lasts. I hope the pedicure lasts, because I can never, ever, ever go into PetSmart ever again. <laughs> ever. Did you all get that? Fish, bite my so crazy runs in my family. Again, couldn't tell, could you? <laughs> my cousin just was admitted to a mental facility. Didn't want to go. But hey, it's her turn. <laughs> I'm not going again. I, honestly. And then my uncle shoots himself in the head. And he comes back and he goes, I have a half a mind to do it again. Really? Hey, you guys, that's the truth. It really is. Anyway, so I have a friend. It feels like I have a salt lick in my mouth. Hold on. So I have a friend that writes my jokes, and she wrote this one for me, and it was so funny. She finds all this tidbit stuff. So she calls me up one morning, and she goes, and it's 6 a.m., and I'm going, what? She goes, Meg, Meg, she goes, Vicky, Vicky, I've got this really, really good joke for you. And I go, what? She goes, well... Did you know that the average person passes gas 47 times a day? What? 6 a.m., what? She goes, oh, I'm so sorry, 6 o'clock? I'm so sorry, did I wake you? Ah, it's okay, I had to get up and fart anyway. <laughs> and last, have you heard, did you hear about the kid that swallowed the pencil? He swallowed it whole, no kidding, true story. Parents came and surgically had to take him to the hospital. They surgically removed it. Now, I'm guessing surgery wasn't necessary because they would have just let it pass. It would have been a number two pencil. Oh. Hey, that's my show. And, um, oh, I'm sorry. Mr. Goyle, thank you. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm more worried about this. So 
Uh, hope you're all having a great evening. My name is Abhinav Goyal. So, that's my name, Abhinav Goyal. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so I got a I got a degree in math. Big surprise. <laughs> Which meant that so the other night my six-year-old cousin came over and I was helping her with the math homework. I got every single problem wrong. In fact, the only thing I got right was my name. For that, I got a D in penmanship. That's when my parents realized I was a complete failure. They had no idea what to do with me. The only thing they had was that I run for President of the United States. On the Republican ticket, of course. <laughs> so, you know how a lot of people are embarrassed to admit that they're a virgin? Well, I got something more embarrassing to admit. I've never been kissed. I mean, I've had plenty of sex. Just, just never been kissed. These lips on. No kissing. <laughs> Which doesn't suck all that much because I don't have anyone to suck face with. But it is frustrating when people say that they're a good kisser because I have no idea if I am. But I do know I'm a good kissy because they can all kiss my ass. <laughs> I've often thought that maybe it'd be better off if I just kissed inanimate objects because at least they don't judge me. Uh, so, as an Indian being raised in America, one of the really confusing things for me is going dancing in a club with alcohol. Well, not with alcohol specifically, because although I have been known to wake up wrapped around a bottle of vodka. <laughs> uh, but with dancing, I've realized that all my dance moves are based off of what I learned in karate class. Like, I'll go with the low block, just like, yeah. Or I'll do the high block, I'll just be like, yes, yes. Or if I'm feeling really, really fancy, I'll do the inside tattle block, just like, whoa, yeah. I've come to realize I'm a really bad dancer. And I'm easy to beat up. Uh, so I went to dinner with this girl one day, and she thought I was a American Indian. Which meant that when I knocked the candle over on the table, she thought I was trying to communicate with the smoke. She's like, are you trying to communicate with me? How? <laughs> and then when I started to choke, she thought I was doing the rain dance. I was just like, ah! <coughs> oh, oh. Cool. We need rain in Arizona. <laughs> and then when she went to the bathroom, so I ordered myself some beet juice because you know I like drinking bread liquids. Um, she's like, I'm against uh, the consumption of blood, but I understand in your own culture that you you you, you drink the stuff. Okay, so I'll allow it. I was like, oh, okay. Then we talked about our interests. She's like. I don't like football because of the Redskins is really racist. I was like, yeah, I don't like football either because of the Browns. It's kind of racist too. So I kept trying to explain to this girl what type of Indian I am. And I realized she's just really stupid. She was kind of drunk. I really didn't feel like sleeping with another bottle that night. 
So I was messaging this one girl uh, who said she liked me, and then she stopped responding. So I decided I'd just start responding for her. I like her a lot better now. She's like, <laughs> so like, what are you wearing? Nothing. You want to do some weird stuff? She's a dirty girl. Um, so many Americans believe that uh, Indians have a third eye that we're covering up. And it's true. And we have two penises. Ladies, I can see into your soul and rock your world. Simultaneously. All right, that's my time for tonight. Thank you very much. I hope you all have a great time. Up next is the lovely Diane Miner. Keep it going for Abhinav Doyle. Hi everybody, I'm Diane Miner, and we got one holiday down, and I can't wait for Christmas and New Year's to be over with. I don't know why, but my, uh, my family and friends, uh, they like traditions, and I do too. But after all the mind games all year long, they still want to get together and play board games like truth or dare. And after they all get plastered, they end up throwing the checkerboards across each other's faces. And then there's Aunt Tilly. We all got an Aunt Tilly. She's the one who drinks too much and cheats at games and on her husband. And she likes to get naked when she's drunk. And she's always drunk. Well, I'd rather play strip poker with Jenny Craig dropouts than naked and afraid with Aunt Tilly. <laughs> and when this whole group really gets drunk, they mix up, pin the tail on the donkey, twister, and hide and seek. Like a dumbass, Uncle Bill jumps out in front of the person doing the pinning, and he ends up getting poked a piece of tail and I, on the floor grabbing his Johnson, screaming in pain, and turns into the biggest dick, ready to kill someone. Well, Aunt Tilly cheats. Yeah. Last time we played Trivial Pursuit, she kept coming up with more pies than she should. She was finding them in the next door neighbor's bed. We heard her yell through the window, bingo! She scored. You know, I, I talked about Aunt Tilly, but truth be known, she passed before I really got to know her. She was a whore. <laughs> I hate to be judgmental or cheeky, but I hate man buns. They're hideous. Man buns are where guys with long hair wear it tied up in a bun on top of their head. And uh, what's the point? <laughs> the only man buns I want to see have pockets on them. <laughs> I would
would rather, well, I dated a guy with hair down to mid-back. Unfortunately, none of it was on his head. He was bald. He told me they have stick-on man buns. Huh? Sticky buns? You know where you can stick it. N not me. Well, I found my list of why to date a guy with man buns. It's not very long. In fact, it only has one item on it. So you can cut it off and kill him. <laughs> hey, I recently retired from healthcare. I worked there 40 years. I started as a fetus. <laughs> I retired in June. I don't miss anything about the work, except the sexual harassment. <laughs> Getting it and handing it out. HR had videos, and they showed us, uh, and they liked to play role-playing afterwards. I always volunteered to do the touchy and the touch-or. I go both ways. I got called into the office, and they said, Diane, we've had a lot of complaints about sexual harassment. I said, I know. You guys are perverts. In fact, the one kept bumping into me with his boner. And I now have a uh, restraining order against him. He can't come within five, five inches of me. And three of those inches are, are uh, don't count. I'm Diane Miner, that's my time. I'm going to bring up a very funny guy and friend of mine, Bob Rocky! Woo! Give it up for Diane Miner, please. Come on, everybody. Oh! Hi! Hey, what's up? I bought these jeans. They're relaxed fit, you know. They, but when you have a 28-inch inseam, they look like clown pants. I have like a frozen turkey in the back here. And a bunch of flowers on this side. I'll be doing some card tricks for you. You know, I've got dachshund legs. i got winter dog legs. Real quick out of the gate. Yeah! Story of my life, folks. God. Sorry I didn't make it for the calisthenics prior to the, uh, the show. The exercise. I had my appendix taken out two weeks ago. And... Uh, I'm okay, thanks. Thanks for the concern. <laughs> yeah, I had my uh, appendix taken out. Now, right before the surgeon comes in and she goes, Mr. Rocky, your appendix has got to come out. I said, okay. And she goes, but the appendix is a three-inch to five-inch useless organ. I said, make sure you get the appendix done. <laughs> <laughs> Happens. Happens. Had a lot of uh, recoup time, a lot of time to recuperate. Watched a lot of movies. I I love sports movies. I love the sports genre movies. Not like comedies and stuff. Those are cool, but sports genre. I like the Rocky movies, the you know, all 90 of them. I love those. Rudy, how about Rudy? Remember Rudy? Love that little film. It's really good. Um, how about this? Brian's song. Remember that one? 
Just cried and blubbered like a girl. Love that show. But here's the greatest sports movie in the history of sports, and you'll all agree with me too, would probably be Deep Throat. Gets me right about there. Wait for it. Nice. Deep Throat. It happens. Speaking of Deep Throat, I'm born and raised on Van Buren. It's a nice little family area, bouncy houses, a lot of stuff over there. Grew up on Van Buren, uh, went to uh, a, a great school right around that. I say cattywampus because I don't even know if that's a real fucking word, but I use it. <laughs> cattywampus, I went to, uh, I'll spell the word um, of the great school. It's B-A-L-S-Z. Balls. German testicles. Went to Balls School. We were the Balls Tigers. We were ferocious. We were the first hands-on math school. Yeah, go figure, back in the 70s. Hands-on math school, you're saying, is that a real thing? Well, it is the real thing, because our motto was, if you can put your hand on it, you can multiply it. <laughs> it's all new stuff, folks. Stick with me, all right? Okay. Fun will start here, the big jokes, and then the uh, children parties will be happening. Now, um, I... Uh, I went there, but I went to, anybody hopped up on the weed out here? Anybody a little hopped up on the, yep, there you go, a little hopped up on the weed. Now, the reason I ask that is I went to high school just a little bit uh, further away from balls, but um, I didn't have a drug problem in high school. I didn't. I did have a drug problem in high school because mainly because there was not a problem finding drugs. They were everywhere in the 70s. They were everywhere. But I, uh, I as a freshman, would... Uh, go to these high school parties and I would raid the medicine cabinets. And I was a freshman and I was with my friend Greg and we went through this medicine cabinet and we found something and I, ooh, it's dark taking these pills. We didn't know what they were so we looked on the pill ball and it said estrogen. <laughs> yeah, is that we didn't know what estrogen was so we took them for a couple of months. I started decorating, he grew tits, and then we started river dancing. Look at that, I still got it. Short legs river dancer do tricks, do all kinds of tricks. Um, had some great ideas though under the influence of drugs. And uh, they, 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 I did, had some ideas. I'll share one with you. Had a great idea folks to rob a bank with a hooker under the influence. Sounded great to me, I know, but most would use a gun, but hookers go off too. And you gotta keep that in mind. When you get caught though, you have to go to prison. And that's me, I did, I went to prison and I did my time and I was on this craft in, in this craft class and you get to do all kinds of stuff when you're in prison so this guy comes up and he brings a box of uh, tampons he goes look what I got tampons he goes I thought they were bullets <laughs> could be so what do you do in prison you make stuff so what did I do I made some real quiet wind chimes with them <laughs> to be okay. I'll give you my hooker pose real quick. <laughs> and uh, we did that, but you know what? Since I'm out now, and if I get stopped by the cops, it can go one of two ways, but it usually turns into an episode of Cops, which turns into an episode of Lockdown. That turns into an episode of Survivor, and that turns into an episode of Naked and Afraid. <laughs> but if I'm stopped in San Francisco by the cops, it turns into to a episode of Say Yes to the Dress, motherfucker! 
I'm gonna screw that whole thing up, you know. Built it all up with the short legs and all that stuff with the pants. Screwed it all up almost, didn't I? I'll leave you with this, folks. Um, I've learned to mind my own business, and I'll tell you why. Because I was walking in front of this uh, mental institution, and I'm walking down the, the sidewalk, and there's this big fence, this wooden fence, and all I kept hearing was this, 13, 13, 13. <laughs> so I went over to the fence, and I looked through the hole, and boom, a stick came out and hit me right in the eye. <laughs> then I heard him say, 14, 14, 14. Ladies and gentlemen, that's my time. Bob Rocky, thank you very much. You guys are too kind. Keep your hands together, and then we can clap for Eva Victoria. Ladies and gentlemen, come on. No shame. Hello. I am so happy to be here tonight. I don't go out often. I am a mother. Mm -hmm. My relationship with the father of my child started Thanksgiving night, 2008, and ended the next day. The whole thing lasted three hours. I mean, not the whole thing. The whole thing! Drinks, dancing, fondling, the ride to his house, more drinks, and then a baby. Does she look like him? Mm, in the dark, after I've had about a fifth of vodka. <laughs> True story. Wine burlish, right? Right, but she's very much his daughter. I always catch that girl riding her bicycle without her helmet on. Apparently, she does not like protection either. <laughs> Funny things have happened in my life because of this episode. When I'm asked about his health history, what can I say? Uh, no erectile dysfunction. Uh, uh, no fertility issues. Um, breathes. Uh, no respiratory problems. I was thinking how he breathed <sighs> down my neck. Um, and uh, fatigues easily. That's that's always a problem. Uh, it was a one night stand. I am Brazilian. <laughs> He is Brazilian. We're known for our love of soccer and sex. Anal sex. Which in hindsight, and that's not a good word, we should have used the back door. <laughs> oh, it gets better. We had protection, but in the heat of the moment, his AC unit was down. The rubber ends up on the floor. How did I not see it? Well, I was facing the other way, the opposite way from him. And I had a turkey mask on. We were role playing the pilgrims. He was about to stuff his butt. Anyway, and, and then I was on all fours. It's really easy to miss any one of you in the same situation, really. So am I a slut? 
for having had a one-night stand. You betcha. <laughs> yeah, so now that night has changed me. I don't go out on dates without protection anymore. And I love my gun. And when I meet a man, if I'm with him, I look closely at his bank account. Yeah. So I know the stereotypes about single mothers. My friends, when they knew I was pregnant, started shopping for clear platform high heels glittery thongs, the ones that go up your butt. Tassels, the nipple covers with the tassels. They, they were certain I was going to end up hanging from a pole at some strip joint. That never happened. I became an escort instead. I know just how much I am worth. High end, high end, before you say anything. So, yeah, I love my daughter. She can be a bit of a brat sometimes. So, the other day, we were at the nail salon. She's impossible. And this place happens to be next to a Planned Parenthood, which is really weird. So when I was done with my nails, I take this girl by the hand, I walk inside Planned Parenthood, I stand in front of this receptionist and I say, am I too late? I was, I was, it's just you never know unless you ask. <laughs> so yeah, my mother when she found out I was pregnant just about lost her mind. Get it out, do something, end it. Well, when I went to Brazil this summer and my little girl met my mother for the first time, a bit of an awkward moment, but I tried to fix it. I said, okay, baby, this is the woman who wanted you dead. <laughs> now let's go get some churros. <laughs> but you know, friends, let me, let me give you something. Let me, let me leave you with this. If you take anything away from this beautiful evening here at the Tempe Center for the Performing Arts, let it be this. When you leave here tonight, when you go wherever you're going, have a few drinks. No, forget that. Have several. And find a random man or woman Face the opposite way from them. Put a turkey mask on or the bird of your choice. Who am I to tell you who you want to be? I mean, I was blue, blue, but you know. Uh, get on all fours, very important. And have unprotected sex. Your life will only improve, let me tell you. You've been great, I miss you already. Let me bring the next comic up. His name is Mike Ramsey. Ladies and sirs, thank you very much for coming out tonight and supporting your local comics. We very much appreciate it. So the other day I was watching midget porn. <laughs> I discovered that if you rewind it, it looks like she's giving birth. That's my opener.
So I started working out with a personal trainer. And he starts out bragging, like, I can put up 300 pounds on the bench. I'm like, congrats, I can put up 300 pounds on the scale. <laughs> that first day, though, was hell. Guy had me grunting and moaning more than Helen Keller in her speech class. But I'm trying to be a lot healthier. I'm proud of the fact I've never done drugs in my life. I've never even smoked weed. Hold your applause. In fact, the only joints I've ever rolled have been my ankles. Thank you. I don't drink anymore either. I used to drink out of a cup I got off of eBay. It was really cheap too because it had been used by two girls. I know everything tasted like shit. I saw this girl the other day. I was walking down the street and she starts waking at me. I'm like, nice. So I go up to say hi to her. I'm like, oh, she's having a stroke. That was embarrassing. So Toys for Us is being asked to remove their Breaking Bad action figures because they come equipped with guns and bags of meth. Walmart already removed them because the employees kept mistaking them for customers. I saw a shirt inside Walmart that had brown pride on it, so I went up and asked if they had it in white. Not a big fan of Walmart. I haven't been there since I saw a woman stealing tampons. In fact, I caught her red-handed. They're letting me headline here. Isn't that stupid? <laughs> January 15th. Uh, you know, there's a new diet pill for women out right now that apparently it's changing the taste of things like peppers and garlic and fruits and... They just announced that semen got added to the list. That explains why it's such a tough pill to swallow. Was that it? Was that the one too much? You know, my dad told me that one man's trash is another man's treasure. And then he sped away from the orphanage. He was a heavy drinker, though. I mean, growing up, drank all the time, and then got into a car crash and lost both his arms. Now he really can't hold his liquor. <laughs> My mom was the one that gave me the talk on drugs. She had a really good line too. Then she snorted it. <laughs> and she can't believe, she loves my comedy, and she can't believe that every day I come up with new jokes for her. Which isn't that impressive if you realize she always forgets she has Alzheimer's. <laughs> it's a tough time during the holiday season because this is around the time I lost my grandma. I'll never forget her last words as she looked up at me and said, What are you doing? <laughs> true story. These are all true stories. <laughs> You know, a man died recently choking on a hot dog during a national hot dog eating competition, which is a terrible way to go out finishing dead last. <laughs> hey, you know that Lance Armstrong has been saying he wants to compete in the Tour de France again? 
I'm like, can you believe the ball on that guy? <laughs> and a 58-year-old man got arrested in Florida for having sex with an alligator. Only in Florida. And I don't know what's worse, the fact that he got caught or that he now has Gatorades. <laughs> and Chris Brown said if he wasn't a singer and dancer, he'd like to be a blackjack dealer. Which makes sense, being that he'd want a job where you keep hitting people until they decide to stay. <laughs> yeah, it sounds terrible of me to pick on him. And uh, Jared from Subway, he got 15 years for, what was it, uh, child porn and paying to have sex with minors? Which he was upset about the sentence because he prefers something under 15. <laughs> I wonder if he was asking kids if they wanted Nickelodeon and chill. <laughs> so I'm single. I was in a six-year relationship with a great girl. In fact, the first time we went out, she fell head over heels in love. I fell in love the first time she put her heels over her head. <laughs> Good times. She actually called me the other day to let me know that when we were together, she actually hooked up with Charlie Sheen. I'm like, really? She goes, I'm positive. <laughs> but I've been getting back out on the dating scene. I started dating an Indian girl. Problem was, every time I took her dancing, we got rained on. <sighs> but friend who only dates Chinese girls just started dating his ex-girlfriend again. I'm not sure whether or not I should tell him he is. <laughs> that joke is called Asians look alike. <laughs> but no, they're really serious. Like he was telling me, he might move to China get married, settle down, and have a kid. <laughs> Hope it's not a girl. Um, so I went on a blind date the other day. I went up to the girl, I said, hey, are you Kim? She goes, are you Mike? I said, yeah. She goes, I'm not Kim. <laughs> I tell you the worst thing about dating I've discovered, is it really sucks when you like a woman more than she likes you. I was with this girl and I was telling her all these things I'd love to do to her. Her only response is, whatever. It's your money. Thank you very much, guys. Appreciate it. Next comic, very funny woman, give up for Christina Boyce. Another big round of applause for Mike Ramsey. First, I gotta follow the funny guy, huh? And I hope I don't disappoint you. I'm gonna be 50 on Monday. Yay! Happy birthday to me. People say 50's the new 30. When I look around at most 30-year-olds, I strongly disagree. 
Here's a fun fact. When I put my bra on in the morning, I have to make sure my nipples are in the right spot. I don't know any 30-year-olds that have to do that, do you? How many of you women know what I'm talking about? How many of you guys with boobs know what I'm talking about? At our age, you don't want your coworkers talking about your weird nipple placement if you get a nipple hard on at work. They're like, hey, Jimmy, look at Christina's nipples. One's way over in her armpit, and the other one appears to be staring up at her. <laughs> ah, the good old days when the girls and I were on the same page. Instead of bras with sizes, we need bras that put our nipples in the right place. Right? Kind of like the sleep number bed for your boobs. It can have different settings like the perky teenager, the uniboob when you date that guy with a weird fetish, or maybe even I'm horny where it makes your nipples really big and ready to go. The I've given up where it just sags them right to your waistband. And if you have a nipple ring, you could just use it to hold your pants up. I need that. We need the app on the phone where it will inflate them bigger for the hey, my eyes are up here look, or flatter when we're like, I gotta fit in that shirt again. Or maybe even the Kelly Ripa setting when you're dating that guy who's into young boys. Then again, sagging boobs isn't the least of your problems. You know you're 50 and not 30 when you go to a younger doctor and they use these precious little sayings to not make you feel so old. Like when the skin doctor says your age spot is a wisdom spot. Like just the other day I went to the eye doctor and he said to me, you have great eyesight for someone your age. And I said, yes I do. I can clearly see you're an asshole. <laughs> Man, that's tough being old. Life just keeps getting better and better. After 24 years of marriage, my ex and I are splitting up. Yeah, I know, it's so sad. But to commemorate our final Christmas living together in the house, we went to the mall and got the Our Last Christmas Together ornament. It's a beautiful box with a smashed ornament in it, much like our love. It's out of the Broken Dream series. They have other ornaments like the never living up to your parents' expectation ornament. It's a real pretty ornament that's broken on the inside, much like your spirit. Thanks, Mom and Dad. Merry Christmas. Since splitting up, I decided to do some online dating. I did the free weekend at Match.com. I didn't join, but they still keep sending me my 10 perfect daily matches. After a while, they started sending me, instead of guys, they started sending me women's profiles. I'm like, do they know something I don't know? And what's worse, it was some of the ugliest women you've ever seen. I'm like, do they think this is what I like? Women with one eyebrow, a big mole, smoking a cigar. Sure, it turned me on a little, but is that what they think I like? The other thing I found out is that when you're doing online dating, if a guy's profile says, likes to eat out, it most likely means you're going to a restaurant. If a woman's profile says likes eating out, we might not make it to dinner. 
Nice, Bob Rocky. <laughs> the, the craziest thing now is that fantasy is huge. There's so many fetish websites. I mean, so many. There's the uh, foot fetish website, S&M, dressing like a baby fetish website, and bathing fetishes. My favorite, though, has to be ballooning or looning. This is where you get turned on by balloons. They like to blow them up or pop them or have sex with them. My only question is, if you're having sex with a balloon and you're wearing a condom, is that cheating or a three-way? <laughs> wait, wait, I do have one more question. If the guy has erectile dysfunction, does he have to use helium balloons? That's my time. No, wait, I have one more. One more. Is it bestiality if the balloons are shaped like animals? That's my time. You've been a great crowd. Remember, be nice to old people. You're all going to be one someday. Let's have a big round of applause for our next comedian, Mr. Sergio Rubacaba. I probably murdered his name, but give it up for him. I know what some of you are thinking, and the answer is yes. Your wall is not working. Um, I'm really excited because I started working in a comedy club. I'm the last guy on stage every night because I'm the guy cleaning. Um, I turned 25 a couple weeks ago, and being 25 is a really weird age. You know, because a lot of my friends are posting in Facebook, in Facebook that they're getting married, they're having kids, they're buying houses, and I'm here <laughs> on Saturday night telling jokes. <laughs> the American dream! <laughs> yeah. But I don't care. I don't care because I live with a woman. A woman that actually loves me. She knows what I want, how I want it, and when I want it. I'm talking about my mom. Um, yeah. Being 25 and single in my family is really hard, you know, because every time someone is getting engaged or having babies, my aunts, they're always looking at me and they're always like, Mijo, who's gonna be next? I'm looking at you. You know you want it. You know you want it. So what I do now is every time we're in a funeral, I look at my aunts and I'm like, who's gonna be next? I'm looking at you. You know you want it. You know you want it. Yeah, don't mess with me. So what I do now, I don't talk with them. I just talk with my grandpa. I love my grandpa. He's 92. He's a true Mexican, a real magic man. He was, I was talking with him, and um, wait, <laughs> um, he's 92, and he has a drinking problem now because he has Parkinson. So every time he starts to drink, he's like, <laughs> that actually helped with his alcoholism. You know, now he drinks just a half the way he used to. Um, and I was talking with him the other day, and he was telling me, you know, like, Mijo, I have a new girlfriend. 
and she's younger than me. Really, Grandpa? How old is she? 89? <laughs> Grandpa, why do you want a girlfriend? I mean, nothing down there works. I mean, you need to Viagra just to pee. I mean, come on. He was like, mijo, mijo. Where's your mom? Where's your mom? There's always a way. And I was like, oh, Grandpa, that's nasty. No, that's wisdom. Yeah, I love my grandpa. He doesn't love my stepdad. My stepdad, he used to be the head of the detectives of Phoenix. He was married for 10 years, and he never realized that his wife was cheating on him, which explains why he's not a detective anymore. <laughs> and actually says a lot about Phoenix Police Department. Um, and I was, I was, talking with him, I was trying to go to Maryville, and he was like, oh, Sergio, you need to be careful, because Maryville, Maryville is full of Mexicans. <laughs> yes, that's where I'm going. I call them family. <laughs> and I don't know if you've ever been in Maryville. Maryville is a really religious place. The whole time I was there, I was praying. <laughs> and as soon as I get out of the car, a guy runs into me, he's like, hey, give me your phone! And I was like, 602-499-14. Oh man, that was a quick trip. When I was getting out, uh, I noticed that I have a flat tire, you know? So I take the tools out, I close the car, because I'm in Maryville. And I started checking the tire, and this little Mexican kid, six, seven years old, runs into my car and starts stealing my window. And I was like, what are you doing? He was like, hey, you got the tires, I got the windows, let's go! <laughs> I'm Sergio Rubalcaba, and that was my time. Thank you. Please give those uh, applause for Mike Grill. Thank you very much, thank you, Sergio. That's fun stuff, right? To continue to clap. This is my, it's my time. But he was a funny guy, right? All right, Hey, thank you very much for hanging out and for coming out on a Friday. I discovered something new today. I, uh, I'm claustrophobic. I mean, I've never been big on the whole small spaces thing anyway, but I never really thought claustrophobic. You know, I got that. Uh, we changed offices. I got now this big corporate building, which has one of those like revolving doors, you know, with like, the badge. Please enter the door, and you get in there, spin you out, spin you out to the door, you know. And uh, yeah, yeah, so I, I, you know, come down. I'm going, getting ready to get outside, and it did that. I, I just jumped in a little too quick. I'm like, you've entered in there, you've entered in, and it stopped, and it locked me up. I'm like, damn, you know, it kind of freaked me out because an alarm goes off, it goes off. Oh, it's really loud and it's and it disturbing. And uh, well, I kind of timed this exit anyway, you know, because I had for breakfast I had a breakfast burrito with egg and chorizo. Mm. So I kind of I'm going down three flights of stairs. So I kind of got this timed, you know. I kind of got it timed because you want to, you know. It's not like I got one locked and loaded, you know. But, <laughs> but I was kind of got one in the chamber, you know. So and then I then I had an accident on this fire. Oh. 
I mean, it wasn't, it was a gas thing. It wasn't anything really, you know, horrible, except for the fact that I'm in this box, so now it's like an echo chamber. You know, it's like, ah, burr, burr, oh. You know, it's like, and, it's, and, and you know, I mean, people, they, they try not to make eye contact, but you know, maybe you also just kind of feel that way, so you get, you also kind of think, oh my God, everybody knows, but I felt that way because it was, it was, burr, burr, burr. It was like the bassoon section of the Philharmonic, you know? <laughs> And then you get out and no one makes eye contact, but they give you like a lot of room. So yeah, that happened. <laughs> it was an eventful week anyway. You know, I had a, I had to have the, come on, I don't want time, guys, good, okay. Uh, I had to have the talk this week with my son. I know, yeah, my oldest, the, the sex talk, and it was really <coughs> comfortable. First of all, he's 32. <laughs> You know, and who even wants to have that talk with their parents anyway? You know, it's just creepy. I mean, I didn't even want to know my parents were even having sex, but somebody had to hold the camera. <laughs> you know, in community college, that's a film credit. Yeah, it was, uh, and, uh, I usually have another joke after that, but you know, uh, I had a hard week. <laughs> no, I mean, people don't want I, Well, my wife and I, we didn't even want to put our parent kids. Fuck, I'm all over the place now, aren't I? Holy crap. <laughs> How that would usually go would be, you know, we didn't want <sighs> Okay. We didn't want to know our parent. Jesus Christ, I can't even do a fucking joke! The punchline is. Ah, that, uh. I can't remember the fucking punchline. You know, I actually wrote that joke. It's one of my favorites, too. I hope you all enjoyed it as much as I did as well. All right. I'm going to bring you to the stage a real favorite of mine. You're going to love him. His name is Mark Cram. First of all, um, let me go. to about myself. Uh, I, my name is I do have a speech of the world, so big I know my, my your love. Um, so um, I also um, diagnosed with bipolar. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, I spent last month time either at a wedding or a fool. Uh, I was diagnosed with schedule, but they took that away from me because they thought I, I, I have too many friends. So, um, like I said, I do have a speech appointment, and living with speech appointment is tough every day. I mean, there are some words I cannot say. I mean, I'm trying not make no excuses. But a marshal go to a mechanic, and you know that that walk between between two tires. Yeah, it got um. <coughs> so let me spell that. Is it's 
Hardly. My spelling is worse than my speech. Um, so, um, got your mechanic and say, can, can you look my asshole? Uh, you know, I think I need your asshole. After three times, I think I get a hint. Um, oh, you know, Another when when you meet a woman and um uh, you, I met the whole family and uh, she had a son and his name it was yeah asshole go <laughs> uh, pick him up from school and uh, tell tell us, uh, I'm like more uh, asshole uh, when when more, um, what, what can I Starbucks or a coffee shop and you have to put your name down? Um, can you imagine having a customer named Asshole? Hey, Asshole! Okay, I'm done. Asshole left the room. Um, oh, you know, another time I went to church. I, I go to church, and um, I have a, I have a friend who have epilepsy. He, he have seizures, which is cool because not not because he have seizures, um, but um, I, we get in trouble because when I'm preaching, uh, the pastor preach. I mean, good service. Uh, he was having a seizure, but nobody knew the butter. I was asking for help. They thought I was speaking in tongues. I, they thought he got slanged by Holy Spirit. So they, they gave us the offering. Uh, we, we feel bad because, like, cool. <laughs> so um, we were sooner or later they found out, and we we left. Um, so we are going to a Baptist church, um, Bible ministry, to get the wood turned out. And nobody else. And um, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, <laughs> arguing, I, I'm a computer, I have a speech recognition, and I always, always arguing with her. I'm a, my spirit check. Oh my God! That person don't know how to spell. I say weird words. No, I didn't say that word. I said that word. So anyway, um, okay. Uh, you know, I'm very grateful for my parents because when I was 14, um, I was a gay teen. Uh, but there were be there was probably in the eighties, 
Yeah, big care was not big things. Um, but uh, my mom always wondered that all of the cucumbers was not in at the house. And carrots. And I, I did last the horrors. Oh, not horrors, Twinkies. Down. Yeah. So, um, um, you know, I like Mexican food. I like Mexican food. And um, I was just thinking this week, you know, if, if I ever end up in prison, I'll be, yeah, uh, if I end up on death wall, I know, I, I, I don't think that much. I will have Muslim food because I know God has sense humor. And so just before they um, put me to death, 10 minutes before, I'm gonna let my mess come out. <laughs> I'm gonna go back and burst. And, um, so, um, because they have, to, they have to keep the law. They cannot cheat. So, people who give like, shot or push the level However, how, however they do that now, that he could be like that. <laughs> Thanks very much. My next speaker is Mark. Give it up again for Mark Graham. Hope everybody's having a good night tonight. Uh, thanks. I've had a great week. Uh, my uh, never had a, a lady. You know, I, don't, I have a lot of girlfriends. I not only have a girlfriend now, but she actually moved into my apartment. So I'm very excited about that. You know, so she's a conservative, so she doesn't put out, but um, she does uh, get into uh, sensual touching. <laughs> so, pretty happy about that. Um, unfortunately for me, it's only when she's in the mood. Um, clothed areas only, uh, from the waist up, on the left side, between the elbow and the shoulder, but on the inside, where it's moist and tender. So I get a lot of mileage out of that, more than you'd think. Um, we love to uh, entertain. We love to have the neighbors come over to our park apartment and we get the little pickle trays out and a big spread it makes us feel important and they always ask us like what can what can we bring neighbor and we're always like nothing just bring yourself but the reason we tell them that is so immediately after they leave we get to bitch about all the stuff they didn't bring and how painful it was to us and then we start punching the furniture and kicking things and it helps keep my pookie sexually fulfilled <laughs> Look, I would pretty much characterize my life's experiences as a trip to Home Depot on a Saturday night, shopping for mothballs. <laughs> While everyone else is out having sex. 
But with that said, I would like to say that I have an impeccable collection of very well-preserved sweaters, just in time for the long Arizona winter. Look, I don't, I don't like uh, going to the pharmacy drive-through window. Totally hate that. I hate it. I think it's very offensive when they shut that window after the transaction before I have a chance to say goodbye or roll my window up. And I tried to explain that to the lady, and she shut the window. So um, I didn't want to get the brunt of that, so I went back the next day in one of those driver's ed cars where I get to drive the car, but I'm in the passenger seat. And I put a dummy in the front seat, you know, and she threw the, farm, you know, threw the medication in there, and sure enough, I was like, thank you, shut the window. So I got out of my car, and I you know, politely knocked on the window, and I said, look, I just want to let you know, you just disrespected a dummy, not me. <laughs> I thought I handled the situation pretty well. Um, I don't uh, like going to uh, the gym anymore, really. There's too many people that wear these, like, multicolored gym shoes, like gym shoes that have all kinds of swirls and colors on them. You know, I'm like a basic guy. It's like, what are you trying to do, show up? But I don't know what they're trying to do, you know. They're trying to send me messages. Yeah. Like, red means passion. It means sexual activity in the bedroom. It means, you know, oh, you know. And so these people come trotting around me in the red gym shoes, and I'm just like, hey, look, why don't, you know, me and my pookie, we're only into sensual touching right now, but we're moving into footsie and some other things. Why don't you just lay, lay off, you know? But, you know, on the other hand, you know, like a periwinkle gym shoe means mindfulness. It means friendliness. It means I'm your brother. It means we're traveling in different spheres. I'll, I'll tell that person, I'll be like, thanks, friend, you know, as they walk by. But if that same person were to have a periwinkle gym shoe with like yellow swirls all over it, basically what they're saying is, you sweat like a pig when you sleep. And I, I just find that like offensive. First of all, I'm at the gym minding my own business and it's, I don't even know if it's true because I'm sleeping like it's just hearsay. I decided to file a grievance with the gym store or the the manager at the gym, you know, and I, I didn't want to offend him, so I put bags over my feet with rubber bands. You know, I gently walked over there and I was telling him my grievance, I was about halfway through, and he lifts up his leg and he's wearing a pair, pair of uh, deep mauve high tops. And I said, you know what, man, that's just racist. <laughs> I said, I'm gonna quit my membership, I got a health rider at home, screw you. I can't even go into a gym, uh, like a shoe store. As soon as I walk in, I'm like, hey, you in aisle 10, size seven. Don't even think about going after my girlfriend. She's not into you. She doesn't put out anyway. <laughs> uh, you know, Cyber Monday and all this stuff, you gotta be careful online, you know, with your credit card information and, you know, just all your information, be very careful. I mean, a guy like me could literally get cleared out for tens of dollars, and it's just very dangerous. I mean, in any, in any situation, too, it doesn't have to be online. I mean, you could just be going to the local Starbucks, you know, and they pump you for information. The barista's filling up your coffee, and she's like, hey, Mr. Bojanowski, did you need any room uh, for cream today? It's like, yeah, I might want a little room for half and half, but I'm certainly not going to tell her that. Because if I tell her that, I might as well say, oh yeah, I love half and half. I can't get enough half and half. I like it when it overflows in my mug. I like to slide it on the sides and get a little messy, you slut. And, you know, she doesn't, I don't know why she went there, first of all, and it's private information. 
I'm in a really committed relationship too, and she just doesn't need to do that. Um, same thing if you go to a Safeway, you know, and the girl's ringing you up, she's like, that's $44.95, Mr. Bojanowski, did you need any ice or stamps today? Nice try. It's like, yeah, I might want to mail a few letters, holidays, you know, I might want some stamps, but I'm not gonna tell her that. I mean, if I tell her that, I might as well just say, oh yeah, give me about 50 books of stamps. I'm gonna take them home tonight. I'm gonna lick them individually, paste them all over my body. I'm gonna mail myself to myself, you slut! And, you know, she doesn't need to know that. All right, guys, thanks so much for my time. I'm gonna the next comic, uh, Matt Martin. I wore a tie, <laughs> which means I'm the guy to be respected at the Alcoholics Anonymous meeting. That's about it. That's about it. I like Mark. He was fun. He was awesome. I got diagnosed as bipolar before, too. <laughs> Doctor's like, you're bipolar. I was like, no! Shit, you son of a Why me? Why me? That can't be happening. Are you sure? Maybe it's going to be okay. Hope and rainbows. <laughs> Damn it! And sitting backstage with Bob, he keeps saying, fuck you, I hate your guts to me. That's what I'll tell you guys that. It upsets me, it upsets me, because I don't like the F-U phrase. I feel it's not personal enough. I like go fuck yourself. Because it's telling somebody to do something too far, whatever. The tie really means my life is more pathetic than Patrick's. How sad is it? Last Saturday, I went with him to Home Depot. It's a great callback. Didn't get the response I was hoping for, though. Oh... You know, Bob wore fat pants up here, and that's nice, like, because he kind of has a little belly, and he's looking chubby, but, like, I don't want to admit to him that I have gotten so fat now that I've blown out my underwear, and I'm not pulling up my pants anymore, I'm just pulling up the ring of elastic that will no longer sit on the side of my hip. Like, my body's went, you've gotten too disgusting, we don't want clothes to sit on anymore. And... I went to the gym today, 20 minutes on the treadmill, and then I was leaving, and uh, um, that was pretty much it. Zed, um, I, I did 20 minutes on the treadmill. But heart rate to 150, which I felt was a success. I felt was a success. Glad these lights look great, right? Yeah, these look good. I got here earlier and turned them on. The lady was like, hey, who turned on the lights? I was like, uh, I did. She's like, don't do that again. The board could explode, or you could get electrocuted. Things could go wrong. And Bob was in here. I was like, yeah, risk management's going to come and give us an hour lecture when she leaves. This is going to be really bad. It's like, yeah, I haven't just sat my stupid face in Scottsdale Community College's film school to learn how to run a light board since 2012, but yeah, why don't I send my resume here? Oh, God, you know, it's like, do you really need to have, like, then do your job and just have your butt there ready to go and turn it on when we show up. That should be your only thing. There's only three showrooms in this entire building. And to not have somebody there ready to go, oh, are they here? Oh, okay. 
I'm gonna go turn the whiteboard on so I don't have to yell at somebody later. There's no joke here. I'm just angry at Mike Ramsey for being disgusting. And that's what I'm trying to get at. I didn't really mean that. I just saw him through the light and he was cascading his aura back to me. He was doing a good job in his mind. But he didn't want to admit that because he's writing a lot better material than I am, which I think you can tell by this endless rant going nowhere. <sighs> it's just stupid. Oh. I am dumb though, like that's the problem. <laughs> In third grade, <laughs> I hate to I hate to admit this, but like I had a uh, reading and math disabled, and I can remember specifically Perkerzine, my third grade teacher, going, "All right, you had Perkerzine too, Veronica." <laughs> right, many of us can recover. <laughs> no, you can't, sir. You're always a skid row alcoholic. Um, she, a perk, actually said once in class, she's like, all right, everybody can pull out your uh, reading books. Matt and Trevor, you can leave. <laughs> so, and we would go to a different classroom. But it was, like, really sad. They put a dunce cap on us. We didn't even know what to, we just hold hands and skip. We'd just be like, we don't know anything. I'm like, I know, we're stupid. We're never gonna get a job running a light board. Don't look at me, I'm just working through my emotions. This is how I do it, I skip. They said you might be bipolar, but by God, you're gonna have one skip in your step when you're skipping. That didn't make sense, but it doesn't really matter. I stepped over the cord, which I thought was very intuitive and conscious in the moment. Was that the three minute or the five? <laughs> All right. This next, my name's Matt Martin. <laughs> this next comedian recently just auditioned for America's Got Talent. And he was on Laughs TV. He's one of the funniest comedians in Phoenix, Arizona. Jonathan Gregory, the most lovable, Science Fair. 
proving that time doesn't exist. It was easy. I just showed up 30 minutes late. <laughs> I won't kill you. Came to the show all alone tonight in the front row. Yeah. Need a ride home? <laughs> you know, Hillary Clinton sent me a thousand emails, all dick pics, pictures of Dick Cheney. Different angles of his penis. Looks exactly like his face. Tomorrow, I'm going to wake up with a boner. I hope it's mine. Or yours. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed with that little money's in my checking account. So the last time I went to the bank, I wore a mask. <laughs> Turns out I have a lot more money than I thought. <laughs> They were handing me bags of money. Some of the people even started screaming and crying. It's like they knew exactly what turned me on. <laughs> I saw this hot chick. I was like, you're the bomb. She's like, thank you. I'm like, no, you don't understand. I drugged you and I sewed a bomb inside of you. <laughs> I got you set up for a flight to Syria tomorrow morning. <laughs> Let's play that game, would you rather? Would you rather get a tattoo of a penis right here? Or right here. <laughs> you say right down the middle, my man. <laughs> I'm a hypnotist. I can make people do whatever I say. All I need is a knife <laughs> and a gun and a four foot strand of anal beads. <laughs> well, the anal beads are for me. <laughs> now they're for us. <laughs>
be like Lady and the Tramp. Except we'll be backwards running away from each other. Backwards running away from each other. I write down jokes on paper and then I eat them. My shit is hilarious. I live fishing on Tempe Town Lake. I caught a five and a half foot homeless man. It was good. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you guys ready for your headliner tonight? You got a real treat. She came all the way from Los Angeles, California. You've seen her on Fox Laughs. Give it up for Kirsten Alberts! <laughs> Valentine's Day this year because uh, it was the first year that I wasn't alone because I settled uh, so now I'm just waiting for death his death uh, no he's actually he's in his 40s so he should be dead any day now I, uh, I felt a lump when he was teabagging me and I'm not going to tell him that so. I, uh, even though he's, he's older, he's, uh, he's very distinguished, you know, he's got that handsome salt and pepper look downstairs, uh, <laughs> which I know is gross, but it's better than working. Uh, <laughs> I'd rather give jobs than have one, you know what I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't act like you've never given a hand job, okay? Uh, <laughs> I, uh, been trying to motivate my boyfriend to exercise more because he's so fat, you know, but he's like the healthy kind of fat. He's like a big, fat avocado. Uh, so I made a deal with him, and I was like, all right, every time you go for a run, I'll let you make love to me. And it's working. He's losing weight, but now he's too exhausted to make love to me. So we both went. Uh, I don't always have sex with him, but when I do... I prefer 15 dosakis. <laughs> I'm a really good mom. I love my kids enough never to have them. Uh, but no, me and my boyfriend, we are talking about getting married and having a baby, you know, because we really want to stop fighting so much. So that should fix things. Uh, we fight a lot, you know, we love each other, but we fight a lot. Like the other day he told me I was suffocating him. And that was the last thing he said. <laughs> uh, when I was single, uh, my favorite pickup line with guys used to be, hey, you buy me a beer, I'll show you a boob. And they'd be like, no. And I'd be like, all right, you let me have a sip of your beer, I'll show you a boob. 
And they'd be like, no. And I'd be like, all right, but you owe me one. Next time. Rain check. Um, I, uh, I've always struggled with having a realistic body image. Like, I always wanted a body like Barbie. So I cut my nipples off and sewed my pussy shut. <laughs> and now I'm beautiful. Um, you know, how you wear your makeup says a lot about you. Like, uh, when I was in sixth grade, uh, it was the first time I ever put on mascara, and I thought I looked like such an adult. And uh, when my mom caught me, she goes, you think you look grown up, but you don't. And that's when I started to cry, and my mascara smeared down my cheeks. And she goes, now you look like a woman. <laughs> uh, when I was younger, I had horrible acne. It was really bad. Like, you guys know what it's like to be walking home from school, and some dude drives by in a creepy van and doesn't even consider you. Like, even when I went into Subway, Jared would give me one of these. Um, that's how bad it was. FYI, Jared used to wear fat pants and tell people he gained the weight back, but really there was just kids in them. It's <laughs> a fun fact. <laughs> so I get that there's some uses for makeup, but like, you should never cover up something that defines you, you know? Like, Seal, like his face is an icon, and it taught blind kids how to read Braille. And if you rub, rub his cheek, it says, Heidi Klum's beaver stinks. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I don't know. It's funny, because, like, if a hot girl, like, gets a zit, she, like, freaks out, you know? But, like, I've just dealt with that my whole life, you know? So I know how to handle it. It's like, okay, three zits went away, two more popped up on half of my chin. If I just look intrigued... What everyone's saying to me today, I can pull this off. Um, but I, uh, I went to a dermatologist the other day because uh, I, I have a mole on my stomach and uh, I was concerned. And she goes, it's nothing to be worried about. You know, you just want to keep an eye on it. If it starts to change color or look suspicious, that's when we get worried. I was like, I see what you're saying. You want me to profile my mole. You're putting me in charge of Neighborhood Watch. <laughs> All right. I won't let you down, Doc, but I gotta say, if I catch you wearing a hoodie, I'm taking care of this myself. <laughs> um, you guys are fun. <laughs> this is fun up here. Um, um, what's going on? I, uh, it seems like the latest fashion trend is spots, because hip parents aren't vaccinating their kids. And some people are mad about it, but I'm not, because I'm vaccinated. You know, and I love kids with spots. I'm like Cruella de Vil, you know, I'll make a coat out of them. Uh, <laughs> but like these parents, they're, they have the legal right to not vaccinate their kids. And gotta say, it's a long way to go for an abortion. But uh, I don't know, I want to I meet up with one of these kids with like full-blown measles and just be like, yeah, this is something Santa Claus, Claus is trying out for kids on the naughty list. What did you do, man? Uh, but uh, 
you know, the problem is by not vaccinating these kids, these old diseases are making a comeback. That's polio loco. <laughs> and like these parents, they think, okay, if I don't vaccinate my kid, like he can grow up and be president, just like FDR, <laughs> who clearly wasn't vaccinated. Which by the way, did you know that FDR cheated on his wife after he got polio? And I just feel bad for his mistress because hooking up with a married man in leg braces is really rock bottom. <laughs> Trust me, I've been there. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying a dude with polio doesn't deserve a blowjob. I'm just saying, if you're giving a dude with polio a blowjob, you did something to deserve that. Uh, so like these parents, they're scared because they think that these vaccines are causing autism. But like, do you know how awesome that would be if that were true? Like you get a flu vaccine and all of a sudden you can talk to robots? <laughs> Zero, one, one, this joke's hilarious. <laughs> or it's offensive, I can't tell. <laughs> but like, this whole scare is because of Jenny McCarthy. Like she thinks she's a doctor just because she's had several boob jobs. Which like, the only thing wrong with Jenny McCarthy's kid is that his mom is Jenny McCarthy. But like, the real situation here is not that her son's autistic, it's that he's smart and she's dumb. And every time she talks, it's so unbearable, he just starts banging his head. <laughs> and she's like, oh no, there's something wrong with him. And he's like, shut up, mom, you're so annoyed. And she's like, you don't mean that, that's just the vaccines talking. <sighs> good, some of that stuff's good, some of it's not. Glad I ran it, you guys, thank you. Uh, <laughs> um, it's scary doing new stuff, you guys. My vagina's sweating. Uh, I, at this point, I really don't care because I feel like some of you hate me and some of you don't, and I really don't care how much information I'm giving you anymore. Um, but I just want you to know, when I'm telling good jokes, it goes way better. Uh, so, um, Let's see. I, uh, I, I worked as a waitress in a strip club once. Uh, for me, stripping wasn't really an option because the only curves I have are from scoliosis. <laughs> Plus, I'm cool with my dad. Uh, <laughs> you know, but if you strip, you do it to support a kid or get a degree, and those things are stupid. Uh, and, and I don't consider myself sexy, you know, I'm cute in like a prepubescent, I can keep a secret sort of way, you know. But when I went in to apply for the waitressing job, the manager was like, yeah, we're actually interviewing people tomorrow, so when you come back in, just make sure you look camera ready. And I was like, okay, camera ready, like, what does that mean, like, just from the neck up? And she's like, what do you mean? I was like, you know, I... Can I have grass in a forest, or do I need to pay a paradise and put up a parking lot? You know what I'm saying? She's like, what? I was like, you know, can I save the rainforest? Or do I need to endanger my species? You know what I mean? She's like, no, I don't know what you mean. I was like, can I let the Indians keep their land? Do I need to give him some smallpox? You know what I'm saying? She's like, no, I don't know what you're saying. I was like, never mind, I'll shave. Uh, <laughs> all right, you guys. I'm Kirsten Alberts. Thank you.
Roberts, John Gregory, everybody you saw tonight, give them a big hand. They worked very hard for you. Fill out your uh, slips of paper so we can tell you about the show. We got one more show this year next week, men versus women. Otherwise, then, if we don't see you then, then uh, have a great Christmas and a happy new year. My name's Tony Visick. Thank you very much. Good night.